Respecters podcast. Um, we had to take uh, a, a hiatus uh, due to you know, you know, we each were dealing with like you know, life stuff. So we decided as a group to kind of take like a couple weeks off to kind of figure some stuff out. But we're back, ready to pod again, and uh, a lot has happened in the world and the world of sports, but the world in general. Um, so. Uh, you know, without any further further uh, hesitation, I'm your host K. Today I have with, my, with me my co-hosts Adrian and Wally. How are y'all doing? Man, this man done lost his touch. Nigga, I'm just <laughs> telling the people what happened. <laughs> you need to chill out, man. It's crazy. <laughs> Never thought he would fall off. <laughs> I was. Hey, what are you talking about, man? Where was the enthusiasm? I thought nah. he was going to come in 360 dunk, windmill between the legs. You know. I ain't feeling it tonight, man. <laughs> he did he's a nice reverse his, layup. Gotta man, you got to be Mike. Yeah. Want to be like Mike. Sometimes you got to eat the pizza straight out of the refrigerator, man. You can't. <laughs> what? Wait, not, what are we? I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> you know, sometimes it'd be like, man, I know the microwave right there. <laughs> but I'm kind of hungry right now. Yeah, man. Sometimes that cold pizza, it just, it's sitting in your stomach different. I've, I've never done that. And you never ate cold pizza? I've eat, eaten cold pizza, but not in the fridge. If I have pizza, I'm not going to lie. I don't put it in the fridge. Can I quickly eat it? So it'll, it'll literally just sit in the box on my stove, and then I'll just walk over there, and I'll just grab a piece of piece out of the box and just eat it right there. Oh, man. We, I, I guess that's just the thing that our family does. We put our pizza in the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's usually more than the people in the house. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah, they, I, I, it's just me, my wife, and my daughter, so... Um, It'll be like two boxes a piece of, so it's not that it's not like a crazy amount. You just never know sometimes. Two but boxes. Yeah, uh, we back. Uh, yes, a lot has happened, and what's uh, this? What's it's it? just there's a lot going on in the world right now. Yeah, and, uh, we'll address most of it. But for now, we're just uh, we're on these uh, NBA playoffs. Before we get to the NBA playoffs, can I say something? As long yeah. as it's not racist. I, I, of course not. I have a question. When are we going to get Mr. Snyder out of here? Who? Listen, man. You can't get somebody that owns the majority of the team out of there. Unless, like, 
I don't know. I, I don't really know how it works with like teams, like because if somebody owns a team, it's like it's their say? business. What are you really going to say to them? Like that's I mean, his team. Like, but the NFL has to say it, and there's minority owners. But it's like if the the NFL, I don't know if it operates the same way like the NBA does because mm-hmm. they made Donald Sterling sell that team. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to bring up. But I think the NFL is more. Well, I mean, it's clearly an owner's league opposed to the uh, the NBA. Like, mm-hmm. the owners make the majority of the rules for the NFL. So, and they vote on it. But they do that in the NBA, too. But it's kind of like, I don't know, man. Them owners in the NFL, they're just, they're strings. Oh, hold up, hold up. What, what, is, what happened? Man, this man, it seemed like every week it's something new with him. Yeah. It's like, uh... Sexual harassment, about, sexual assault, man, all these other they things. They had a specific uh, calendar shoot with the cheerleaders just for him. I hmm. was like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what this is, man. Yeah, he got non-disclosure agreements in their contract, so they can't even speak out about him sexually harassing them and everything. It's it's really crazy. It's and it's like. And it's like it, this isn't just a just now thing. This has been happening for years. That's what I'm. That's what's crazy to me. Cause I remember there was like a big deal they were speaking out about it a couple years ago, and then it just went away. And now it's back again, and it's just everybody's talking about it. Like there's this cheerleader speaking out, this cheerleader speaking out, this um just employee speaking out. And it's just like this is this is wild. At what at what point does the NFL step in and say? Hey, like this is this isn't cool. What's going on? You kind of we got to get you out of here. We'll pay you. We this is like because you know you look you can look online. You can see how much any team's worth. Be like we'll buy we'll buy out a team. We'll, we'll find somebody to buy it for you. Buy it out. Buy the team from you because it's technically your business. Buy it out. You get your money and you keep moving. But we can't we can't have you a part of our association anymore. And if you want to keep the team, you want to keep the team name and everything, because he doesn't like own the players. Like this isn't like so he he owns the team name, he owns everything like that. It's like okay, if you want to own the team and you want to keep the team, you that's still not okay with you. Then okay, we'll remove you, remove your team from the NFL. We'll have a team. We'll just get a, the next buyer. They'll just take that team spot. Your players will go to them. We'll buy out their contracts, whatever we need to do. But we got to get you out of here. Well, first of all. The NFL is not going to be spending money like that. I know, but because there's there's things that's what I don't like about it. If I, I mean, you saw me talk about just, this is capitalism. This I, is what this is. I know. Yeah, I under, yeah, you're right. Because I, I was talking about it earlier. I was I was on social media talking about it, and I was like, this is why I respect these other leagues more than the NFL. Like it just it's just crazy. Cause you see how um, Adam Silver, you see how he represents the NBA and how good of a job he does, and it's just like that's just so crazy to me. I just don't understand it. Well, I feel like no. the NBA has always been a player league. So I mean, well, I mean, the players formed a union back in yeah. like the sixties, and well, maybe even before that. Um, it was like Bill Russell and all them. Like they fought. They've been fighting for. Decades, generations to get to where they're at. Yes. Okay. We can I feel take like, it away from uh, the NBA. Then take it away from the NBA. The NFL, what about the NML, MLB then? Well, I mean, MLB is. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say it's the like second most progressive league, but they'll definitely like stand on something. 
So, I mean, I don't know, man. You got, like, the MLB has been speaking out. And you saw the Brewers and the Reds, they they said they weren't going to play tonight because of everything that was going on. Because of the shooting, just like how the Bucks said they weren't going to play, they said the Reds and the Brewers said the same thing. But that's not as big of a topic. At least I didn't see it trending as much. But they said the same thing. They're like, we're not playing tonight. Well, because, you know, basketball is what's in the, the spotlight. Yeah, it's in the spotlight right now, but there's more people that watch baseball than basketball because, you know, it was America's pastime and everything. Yeah, I mean, but it's not baseball playoffs right now. You know, I, yeah. I was convinced. And it's not I like. I was convinced the, uh, America's pastime was shooting black people. That's what I was convinced. Uh, that the way it's been happening. There's a lot of people. Well, I mean, you're not particularly wrong, but, uh, you know. If we're going to go that route, you got to throw the Native Americans in there. and Because uh, there's like barely any Native Americans in the country, and this is their country. So, you know, some things it's just like, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm talking but, about you know, to get back to the. Like, man, Native listen. Americans. Yeah, but, but yeah, let's get back to the. They, uh, they systematically the killed Native Americans. That's so crazy. Like, they literally killed 5,000 buffaloes. Every week for three years, so Native Americans couldn't eat. Mm. That's why we don't have that many buffaloes now, or Native Americans. Man. But yeah, uh, you know this Dan Snyder stuff. I, I don't know because I mean, in the NFL, I don't I don't know what their rules are like. So, but I mean, if people keep saying things or accusing you of things or. Saying that you did so and so, I mean, I think you might have did that, bro. I don't know. This kind of happened to a white woman, you know. I mean, most of the cheerleaders are white. Well, never mind. But I feel like those uh, non-disclosure agreements that he has set up are so crazy. Yeah, that's so wild to me. That's what shows me that it's like, why would you set that up if you're not? That's what nasty people do. They put things in place to let other people in the public know that they're not nasty people. But, I mean, and it's like, if somebody says something, it's like, oh, well, we're not going to believe you, because nobody's ever said anything because of the non-disclosure reasons. But, I mean, you know, man, I, I don't know. I thought we was doing good, and then I was like, oh, okay. I guess Dan Snyder's just one of those guys, huh? But Yeah. It's not like, a good guy. And something like this, how you were talking about, you got to, uh, well, if you don't want to sell the team, we'll just get another team to take your spot. Listen, man. I don't know. I mean, I know it's real hard to get a team moved anywhere, but to get a team to replace the Washington team, not the Redskins, uh, they bring in a lot of money, even though they suck. But See, it's kind of yeah, like that's what that's what I was. It's like to. I don't I don't think it's it's capitalism. That's what it is. It's just one of the most uh, expensive franchises, and he made it this way. It, this is his. This, this is what he did. But it's kind of like, but you can't overlook the stuff that somebody's doing just because they making money. That's but I forgot we're in America, so you literally can do that. So it's fine, man. I, I don't know. Somebody's going to get him out of here. I don't know. It's not going to be Goodell because, I mean, come on now. You think the NFL cares that somebody's doing something to women? That's crazy. Yeah, the NFL doesn't have a good track record when it comes to women. 
It's just really, really embarrassing. But, I mean, I thought we were doing good. Ron Rivera announced that he had cancer this week. What? Yeah, but he's still going to coach. Yeah. But then also, to tie this all together, the NFL didn't say that they were going to be sitting out. Hmm. So, I mean, take it how you will, but I don't know, man. NBA, man. It just, it sets the standard. Well, WNBA, really, but NBA. Yeah, because the WNBA also, you saw, they said they weren't going to play their game. They were all on the court kneeling together, and it was just, it was, it was beautiful to see. It's crazy because somebody said something. They said they shouldn't even do it, but... That man, Kyrie Irving. Can we talk about why certain players are hated? I know know we were supposed to talk about that. Kyrie was hated because that's what the media, like, did. Yeah, but not only Kyrie hated, Westbrook's hated too, as I spoke about earlier. I feel like Westbrook is hated for some reason. Maybe maybe Westbrook's just a nasty person. Well... No, Westbrook, Westbrook's been with the same girl. He has his kid. He's been faithful I mean, to the that's same what woman. they say. We don't know that. I mean, that's that's what we've seen. Jason, we don't have any other Jason allegations. Jason Kidd was... We're not even going to talk about it. But. We're not talking about Jason Kidd and his love triangle or anything about Jason Kidd. Or... It's, we're not we're not on Jason Kidd. I'm saying, as far as we know, Russell Westbrook is a upstanding citizen and everything. That's what we know. If somebody else hates him... If there's a reason to hate them, the the general population doesn't know about it. But yet the general population doesn't like him. He plays his heart out every night, and he gives it all on the court. But everybody is upset with the triple-double thing. They were saying he was stat-padding. He was doing all these other things. How come... I have a question. How come no one says the same thing to Luka? How come no one says the same thing to James Harden? How come no one says the same thing to LeBron James? Because if you look at the system, the way that they play... They want to they wanna make the game as fast as possible, and they want to get the ball in the guard's hand as fast as possible. So watch a Mavericks game and watch. They do the same thing that OKC did with Russell Westbrook. They make sure their bigs box out so that Luka can get the ball as fast as possible so they can immediately get running. The Rockets were doing the same thing with James Harden so that he could get the ball as soon as possible. Russell Westbrook... Did the same thing. Steven Adams and all his bigs were make sure they box out, get Russell Westbrook the ball as soon as possible because where does Russell Westbrook thrive? On the break because he's one of the most athletic players in NBA history. So I just want to know why Russell Westbrook is slandered for doing that, but nobody else is. I, I think you're going a little bit too deep with it. It's just a thing with media, man. Like, it's not even just media. It's it's perception. But the Everybody, media was praising no, his triple double. Hold, hold, hold up, let me let me let me let me articulate what I'm trying to say. Because um, I I I'm a I'm gonna take it to a different different area in battle rap. I watch rap battles a lot. Me and Wally. The it's the same thing. There are narratives for each person. Each celebrity within a given realm. Once some people get to like a certain level, there's a narrative that's created about them. Oh, this guy's the eternal underdog, or this guy's the bad guy, or this guy's like the good the good guy. This guy is the best. This is the most popular. It's like people get different narratives placed on them at a certain point in their career, and some people are able to combat that, and some people that stuff just sticks with them 
even if it's not true. And I think with the media, it's like they don't. I don't know if they particularly talk about Russell Westbrook in a in a positive light. You know, they just they just kind of they talk about how fierce of a competitor he is, and that, that's pretty much it. Like they don't they don't. I don't know. They'll talk about LeBron in a positive light and offside, outside of the court, what he does and all this other stuff. Certain players don't get their treatment. And, you know, like this, it's the same thing with, uh, with a Kevin Durant. Like they had issues with Kevin Durant at one point. It's like, oh, he got, he's doing all this extra stuff or he's too sensitive or he's soft because he went to go to. Like people get narratives attached to them. And that's just, that's a societal thing. That's not just basketball. That's what we do. That's what human beings do to other people for for entertainment purposes. Because you can't just have Cam. everybody be great, and that's it. Perfect, yes, I understand that, but I was saying... that oh. is Cam Newton. Like, people want to say what they want to say about him, but, I mean, if he has an MVP and good stats, it's not like he stopped being a good quarterback. He just wasn't particularly in a good place injured. to play football, and that too. So, I mean, they say he's a diva, he's a whatever, but, I mean, he's he's okay. Like, Which I've never understood because it's okay to be a diva if you're winning. I, I mean, anything, yeah, everything. but then when you're not winning, guess what? That That's what they use against you. But, the, mm. see, the crazy thing about that is I remember seeing a bunch of, well, not a bunch, but a couple Panthers games before they got to the Super Bowl. And when niggas on the defense was getting, like, pick sixes and stuff like that. This nigga was running all the way down to the end zone to congratulate niggas. Yeah. Yes, he, he was like a team. He's a, a good team He's a good team. He's a good teammate and leader. But I mean, does the media want people to know that? No. They want him they want people to think that he's just he just dances and uh celebrate. Yeah. Well, he got that narrative of being cocky in a showboat. I mean, that's that's what as happened. Should. If I want an MVP in the NFL, and my team goes fifteen and one. You're not going. But the thing it. was, I wouldn't even think it was more cocky. I think he like there was everybody was talking about like it was a fun season. Like that season was a movie because they were literally having fun. He was talking with his um, team. It's not like he was like being by himself, showboating, doing all that other stuff when he was dabbing everything. He would go with his teammates. He's celebrating with his teammates. But this, they, it's like the media excludes his teammates and took his teammates out of the equation and only put show like Cam there and been like, well, Cam's this, Cam's that, nothing about his, like his teammates and all this other stuff. And it's like that. I, I never understood that. I mean, that's that's just sports media in general. Yeah, but um, going back to the Russell Westbrook thing, but the thing was. Like, in Russell Westbrook's case, the media was praising him. The media was praising him. It was social media that was destroying him. And, you know, like, the people that hide behind keyboards saying, well, he's only doing this because of this. He's only doing this because of that, this, that, and that. And then that started gaining traction. And then next thing you know, like, it's like, okay, blah, blah, blah. And then the very next, I I get what you mean with the media, too, because the very next year, the media stopped hyping it up, you know? And it was just because it wasn't the the narrative anymore. They were on to the next big thing. So Russell Westbrook averaged a triple double again, but nobody cared. The media wasn't covering it in a positive light anymore. They weren't even talking about it at all. And then social media was still dogging him like they did the year before. So no matter what, like I don't think it was more so the media because, like I said, the media was projecting them positively. I I think it comes down to this. You have players, you have athletes, you have stars, whatever you want to call them, celebrities. 
some people have likable personalities where you look at them and they are marketable and all this other stuff. And others, they're just kind of to themselves. And then others are just like, they come off like they're not approachable. Now, I don't know which of the two it is for Russell Westbrook, but I think, I don't know if he's necessarily likable. And I'm not, I'm not saying this to like disrespect him or anything, but he seems like, he seemed like he likes to mind his business. And he does. the media doesn't like that. They like the people that love to be in front of the camera, love to talk, will smile a lot, joke a lot, answer if the questions. If you notice, he just, he just doesn't do that. Well, he's, I mean, he's just he there does, to play basketball. That's what you'll see him do that in the pregame, in the postgame, and then like in between the times with his with his teammates and stuff. Just like when him and Cameron Payne were like trending for that whole season. Remember, him and Cameron Payne had their pregame dances and every time, and the media was covering that heavily. But I think a lot of the hate for Russell Westbrook comes down to KD. Like a lot of people were saying, like once K, like Russell Westbrook made KD leave. And at the time, before KD was there, you know, before he was the villain at Golden State, you know, KD was loved. KD was very popular in the media. He was very popular in the league. Like, you couldn't find, like, really anybody that disliked KD back then, in the beginning. Like, everybody loved KD before he left. And Russell Westbrook kind of had that narrative to where he pushed KD out. And you remember the next season, they had that little beef. They were trying to show it as beef between KD and Russ. And even though people didn't like KD's move, people still sided with KD over Russ. And I think Russ just kind of got a bad rap because of that. Well, you know, a big reason because of that is because, I mean, KD is going to speak. Like, outside of, like, actually getting interviewed by people and all that. Because, I mean... He likes to talk. I don't think Russ particularly likes to talk that much. So he doesn't care how he looks. In the oh yeah, he, so he he's he's, he's made gonna, that clear. He's gonna he's gonna just he's gonna stick with what he got. Yeah, he's made that clear. Like but his you commercial. See how this? I was about to say something crazy, but yeah. you see how KD <laughs> is just he's he's free with his words. Well, not yeah. just KD. KD like a lot of stars that are like marketed as stars are they they talk. Like, just regularly, they did interviews, they do all that. They got their own YouTube channels and such mm-hmm. and such. So, I mean, it's just, Rush just, he's just a, he's a private type of dude. Yeah, which is he, so crazy to me, too. talking about, like, the stuff he be doing in Oklahoma City, or he did in Oklahoma City. Yeah, that's what I'm about mean, to say. It's just like, he just, he just comes to play basketball, and that's just what he does. Because his teammates loved him, though. Like, all his teammates speak of him positively. Like, I remember that whole thing with Victor Oladipo would be like, Russ is a great teammate. Like, he's, like, been, like, he's shown me so much. Remember, Victor Oladipo blew up after he left OKC. He was like, like, seeing Russ, how he comes to the practice every day, seeing his motivation, his drive and everything, he, how great of a leader he is. He's like, he helped me with everything. And then he was talking about how Russell Westbrook would call him at night because Victor Oladipo was a really good singer and, and like, laugh around and joke around and have Victor Oladipo sing and all these other things. Steven Adams loves him, like, talks so positively about him. Like, you think, like, that's the thing. Like, all his teammates just love him. But I get what you mean about, like, he doesn't care what people say because, like I was saying, that commercial, if you remember the, um, whenever he was getting that beef with KD and everything, he dropped his first shoe. And I remember the only reason I bought his um, shoe, his zeros, were because of this commercial. Because he dropped it with the Uzi, now I do what I want. 
and he was doing that. He was dancing. He was having a good time. And it was a part of Russ. You didn't really see that much. And then he had another commercial with Sprite talking about like everybody. They're saying like blah blah this this and that. There's they say this this and that. They say he said who cares what they say. Like I'm gonna do me, do you? He said like who cares what anybody else says? Do you at the end of the day? And I was like, that's when I was like, okay, I like Russell Westbrook because he's kind of like a I'm gonna do me regardless. I don't care what everybody else talking about. I'm about. That's how you kind of gotta be. Yeah. I mean, that's how Kyrie is too. Like he's like, I'm I'm here to play basketball. All this other stuff, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know, you know what's crazy about all this? If Russell Westbrook had won like two or three championships, the narrative around him changes. Oh, absolutely. Same personality, same everything he's doing. It's just if he wins, it's like the, if you're not winning championships or you're not getting to the finals, they have to have a story about you if you're popular enough. And are they going to make you a good guy or a bad guy? That's, that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, because Russ hasn't made it out the first round since KD left. And so since he hasn't had no success, the media is painting him as a bad guy. And it keeps showing that Russ is the problem. Russ is the problem. But we're not going to talk about how OKC surrounded one of the most, like I said, one of the most athletic players in NBA history. Somebody who thrives in the drop, like slashing. And when he's in the paint, not many people can stop him with no shooters. I don't understand that logic. Just like we were talking about earlier today with Philly, with surrounding them with no shooters. How do you surround somebody that's that good of a slasher with no shooters? You have him sitting up. You have Andre Roberson as your starting shooting guard, spotting up in the corner, knowing Andre Roberson can't hit the side of a barn. That man's an awful shooter. And you have him spotting up in the corner. No knock to Steven Adams. Steven Adams is a great player, but, you know, he, he's not a shooter. Power forward, not a shooter. Small forward, at that, whenever that first year, he had Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo is not a good volume three-point shooter. And it's like they didn't surround Russell Westbrook with help, but they expected Russell Westbrook to carry them. And then they're like, okay, okay, um, whenever he brought Paul George and Carmelo. At first, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, he brought Car- Paul George and Carmelo. You Do y'all remember how Carmelo and um, Paul George played out, outside of that first game in the playoff series? Do y- y'all remember that? Can't say that I do. Because, hey, playoff P? was in showing. Because remember that first game is when they started calling him play, playoff peak and he had like 35 points. Game two, three, four, five, like he shot under like 30% and played awful the rest of the series. Carmelo was no good. The season that Carmelo was missing shots and looking yeah. that he missed the shots. Yeah, that, that was the year that everybody was like, okay, Carmelo fell off. Paul George was playing like Cheeks. You know, if you remember that game, that I'm not. It was, was did they go to game six? I think it was game five or game six. Whatever the final game was, you know what Russell Westbrook put up? Russell Westbrook put up forty, and they lost, and he did what he could. You know what those other two did? Not a damn thing. Not a damn thing. You couldn't even tell Paul George was on the court that he's playing. He was playing like he is with the Clippers. Besides last night, and it was embarrassing. And you know who got the blame? Paul George didn't get the blame. Carmelo didn't get the blame. You know who got the blame? The man who put up 40 and was fighting, even though the rest of them didn't show up for anything. You got to blame the person at the top of the team, man. That's just. But he did his job. That's just that how it goes. Matter. This is 
This is sports. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying they don't care who did what, the, who won, who lost. That's just when, what it comes down to. When yeah, I understand to, that. When LeBron lost to Tim Duncan, did they? Did they? Oh well, you know, no, nah, they was like, he he's not ready yet. Like they hold it against you. When you're the leader of the team, they hold the losses against you. That's what it is. Yeah, I understand that part. I just don't like the fact that Russ gets all this slack when he shouldn't. I mean, they just that that's what happens with play. Yeah. Cause you see him right now with shooters, you see Russ is thriving in this Houston offense because he has shooters, so when he drives, guess what? Nobody's in the paint. It's one on one. And if the big comes over, guess what? He kicks it out to the three pointer. Which he could never do in OKC. Cause people are like, well, Russ shoots this bad of a percentage. Russ does this, Russ does that. Russ is actually shooting less three-pointers now because he doesn't have to settle for threes because he doesn't have people in the paint waiting on him to try to drive. Mm. I just, I don't understand. You're saying they're going to beat LeBron. I'm not saying any of that. Russ is about to beat the OKC. Yeah, they're struggling against OKC, and Russ is still not back yet. But with everything getting delayed, that that actually works in Rockets' favor because that's letting Russ get healthier and come back. Oh, yeah. Not about to be continued. Yeah, explain explain everything to me because I'm like, I'm a little late with that. Uh, Oh. How far you want to go back? Yeah, how far are we going back? So I watched the thing earlier today where they were talking about the, um, what's his name? Blake? Something Trevor Jacob Blake? Blake? Jacob Blake. I think Jacob Blake. Yeah. Yeah. Like they they the NBA was talking about that. Then I saw a thing with like Fred Van Fleet and uh was it Jalen Brown and Jalen Brown, Jason mm-hmm. Tatum. Jason Tatum, they were all talking about it and Fred Van Fleet was like, Yeah, well I don't know if if the, if we just all like sit out, so maybe we could it's it's gotta be more than just putting you know what's crazy? stuff on the shirts. Uh mm-hmm. I think well that happened like what, two days ago? Not having yesterday. They okay. hinted at it. Yeah. Yesterday, they Ooh. hinted at not playing Thursday. The Rockets and the Celtics were hinting at it, but they didn't confirm anything. And then they were like, we might not play. And everybody was like, okay, that's going to be crazy and all this other stuff. And then out of the blue, like you just see Milwaukee says they're not playing. They don't come out there. And they, I mean, they, they made it clear. Because it was yeah. in their state. But. Yeah. Like, George Hill was like, yeah, we're not coming out to play. We're not doing everything, blah, blah, blah. And the Magic were out there warming up. And they were like, oh, well, up for crazy. Life. Y'all about to get they out get, of there. They, to get beat. That's what they wanted. They yeah, but they still got to warm up. They were still out there warming up. The rest were out there. They had the clock on and everything, counting down, waiting for the game to start. The clock got closer to zero. The Orlando Magic players saw that they weren't coming out. So they literally got up. I mean, they, they started walking back to their locker room. The clock hit zero. The refs looked at each other. They sat there for a moment, and then they walked back. They all walked out, and everybody was like, that's crazy. You got Kenny Smith going out there saying, well, I'm standing with the players and everything else. He walks out of TNT. He's like, I'm not going to be here. He walks out of TNT. And the, and then the um, Bucks GM was tweeting saying, y'all might not see us for a good minute. He, he, he said, he was like, y'all might not see us for a while. He said, the Bucks aren't addressing, like, we're not talking to the media right now on why we're not stepping out beside, I mean, outside the shooting. They're like, we're not, we're not talking to media. We're not doing nothing. Y'all just might not see us for a while. They're like, eventually the team's going to release a statement, but y'all aren't going to talk. Y'all not going to hear from us for a while. Dang. So they, they just chilling down there in Orlando, not playing the games. Yeah. 
And then once they saw that, then that then the um, Adam Silver did a good job though, because Adam Silver saw that that, and he was like, "All right, we're postponing the games." He canceled the next game, and he was just like, "All right, whatever." Like, y'all, that's what y'all want to do. We're gonna because you know, Adam Silver is like like Wallace said earlier, he's player friendly. He was like, "All right, this is what we doing. We're not playing the games." The rest of the team didn't even have a chance to even try to make a stand because he was like, "We're canceling the rest of the games for today," and. Then you had LeBron and all of them saying, good job, yeah, let's go, this, that, and that, and all these other players saying, I'm like, yeah, this is what we're doing now. So I highly doubt the games tomorrow will get played, and I highly doubt after that. And I don't know how long this is going to be, but it's good. So we had a hiatus for the NBA. We mm-hmm. did this whole bubble thing, and, and they were like, we're going to try to incorporate these protest elements in it. And then they got to the playoffs about uh, like halfway through the first round, well, almost all the way. And then they're mm-hmm. like, you know what? We're just going to postpone it again. Well, uh, yeah, you got to look at it from the some of the players' perspective. They were like, okay, we got this platform. We're standing up. We're doing what we're doing. And the NBA, like the NBA is donating to these like causes and stuff for minorities and everything else. And we're like, okay, we're doing good. But then the shootings haven't stopped. The shootings are continuing. You know, the thing about that is, it's like, I don't know if players necessarily understand that it really doesn't matter what they be doing. Because if a cop want to shoot somebody, they're going to shoot somebody. Yeah. But what you can do as a person with a platform and money and power and stuff like that, you could talk to the government. Because guess what you are? You're rich. And but what is the end of, like rich people? By the end of the day, they're just the players. I was talking to my wife about this earlier. I was saying it wouldn't need to be the players; it would have to be the owners. Like well, the owners it's a different tax. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But it's a different tax bracket. You're talking about money. It's a whole different tax bracket. Well, We're talking millionaires game, versus billionaires. The players generate billions of income. Yeah, I understand that. But I'm so saying, if, I mean, if LeBron and Giannis don't play, the NBA is looking kind of short. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but I'm still saying, yeah, at the end of the day, it's still a different. You got to think, a lot of these billionaires, this isn't their only investment. They have other businesses, too, and that's how they became billionaires, and that's how they bought their NBA teams. You know what I mean? But I was like, it's like a difference in things. So an NBA player saying something is one thing, and then when you see somebody like worth like multiple billion dollars, like Steve Ballmer saying something, it's a completely, you know what I mean? Like that's it's like the message gets heard in a completely different way. It's not like the message; it's the messenger, is what I'm trying to say. I, man, I wanna, I wanna no cut. disrespect to any rich white people, but I don't care what any rich white people got to say about it. You might not, and that's fine. And it's but fine we're not because you need the people that you can relate to. They don't know what we're talking about. They just know people getting killed. But yes. it's fine that they support us. That's cool. But who's in the government? Support. But who's in the government, Wiley? A lot of people are in the government. So, hold hold up, hold up. Between what both of y'all are saying, I kind of see where both of y'all are coming from. I think it's the superstar level players like LeBron and Giannis, like those tier players, if they say something that matters. Like your, like role players, they got money, they got influence, but it's not as much, it's not as much impact coming from them unless they're like, I don't even know because I was going to try to say like the players' association, but I think that's like Chris Paul and he's still yeah, that's Chris Paul and them. Okay, I got a I got a question for you. A superstar to your player, mm-hmm. so if he says something, it still carries weight. 
Yeah. But. Okay, but peep game, okay? LeBron, you say with superstar caliber players. I y'all remember when LeBron tried to do that speaking and he was told to shut up and dribble, correct? He was told to shut up and dribble and everything. Okay, peep this. When Steve Kerr came out and he was speaking out, LeBron makes more money than Steve Kerr. When Steve Kerr came out and he was speaking on it, nobody was telling him to shut up and coach. When he was speaking, because Steve Kerr had this long time where he was going off about politics and Donald Trump. He was going off about all these other things and injustices, and nobody said anything to him. They said it to the players, but they didn't say anything to him. That's what I'm saying. Like It's, it's, it's a different level. I know you want to say the stuff to relate to and everything else like that, but at the end of the day, who's in Congress and who can make those changes, they don't relate to people like us. So we're going to need people like Steve Kerr and people like that and Steve Ballmer on our side for us to make a change. Um, a change. Just having the minorities and people we can relate to is not is not going to do it at the end of the day. I, I, think, I think what you're missing, though, is if LeBron James decides to use his platform to protest and say, I'm not personally playing, I think that has power. Because then all of the owners in the league are looking like, well, shit, we don't. We don't want this to happen to play. We don't want players because you're saying that about the Congress, but it's like LeBron tier player. If he's like, I'm not playing. Think about all the players that are lower tier than him are like, oh, well, LeBron not playing. I'm not, I'm not playing. Then the whole NBA might just be shut down. Then nobody makes money. He might not be like you say influence. I mean, the, you know yeah, what's but crazy about that? At the end of the day, it, it could have happened. Con- it definitely yeah. could have happened. But uh, exactly. yeah, but do you think Congress cares about some sports players? That's what I'm yes. saying. At the end of the day, yes, they do. If the if states if make the a af- lot of money from NBA yeah, basketball, if the athlete, we saw how much the world was in, America was in pain that there were no sports going on. Even though people were joking about it, like people were upset that there were no sports going on. Now imagine if it was because of that, because the players were actually protesting in the most. Progressive. Okay, how many league. politicians did you see speaking out, speaking about the sports being a problem? I don't care about the politicians. Mm-hmm. The politicians have to follow with the people. But I'm saying that's... And the players are the people. That's what I'm saying at the end of the day. The politicians don't get in the position they get. And said, I'm not playing, bro. Yeah. If he would have just said, I'm not playing, the whole bubble would have never happened. If they didn't have, yeah, they didn't have that little call thing where they had whoever was on the call. They should have just stood with this man, Kyrie. He wasn't saying nothing wrong. He was just saying, we can't be playing and this is going on outside. And he was right because it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, sports is awesome and cool, but it's like, man, people are dying every week. That's why the Bucks was on the conference call with the attorney general and the governor because they like we not about to be doing nothing so crazy but I mean this is America so what are you gonna do yeah hey what is this hey thing did you hit raise your hand oh I'm just looking at the does it say hey Oh, that's it. How y'all get that? All right, well, let me get too sidetracked. I mean, I think long. I think long story short, it's like, uh, 
the government cares about the money at the end of the day. The politicians care about getting in office and they want people to vote behind them. And the people care about, they care about people that are going to do things that they want them to do. Now, if an athlete, superstar athlete comes out and says, you know what, or not even a superstar athlete, if just somebody that the people trust comes out and say, this is the people you need to put in office or don't mess with this guy, then those people, they, they're going to lose their position. That just is what it is. So I, I think that's the power of the player. It isn't once they're the people are the con- people in Congress and whatnot. But I think the athletes have the power and the platform and the popularity to mobilize the people to put pressure. You say if a star player says something like that? I think they have the they have do you, the platform. Do you realize how many players were going against Donald Trump? You're talking about. In, in, just hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, let, let's let's let's, let's, cu- the let's cut the let's cut the let's cut but the short. I say Congress too. I if mean, if LeBron get like a hundred thousand people to press, a lot of people got voted. The Congress people in, in Cleveland or Ohio, the whoever the Congress person is over there, they they gonna be under some they gonna be under pressure. If LeBron just decides tomorrow we're going to go to Cleveland and we're going to demand this for whatever the person is up there, they can do that. The players have that kind of popularity. It's like, don't don't sleep on that. It's just that that doesn't happen. That's not – that doesn't really have precedent in today's, like, society. The players, like, they protest in their, in their ways. Like, they'll speak out and say stuff, but they don't really use their power to be like – I'm mobilizing this many people, this many people to go to this specific place to press this specific, well, I mean, poli- you know. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, you know, LeBron is the, using this power to put uh, voting places in uh, different, like, cities and stuff. So mm-hmm. I guess that's, like, a step towards that. But I don't feel like – it's just, like, it ain't no no superstars out there except for probably, like – Chris Paul or Russ that would say something like they're not radical and yeah. it's rightfully so because they don't want to lose money and it's like I get it but like we kind of need you too yeah I mean yeah I'm again all of this is they have the power now personally even with me arguing that I'm not somebody that expects you know like Athletes or rappers or celebrities to speak for the people, because I don't think that's what they're they're here to do. Unless their career is based on being the political activist person from the jump, I don't think we should expect that from them. But I don't I don't want to. I mean, we shouldn't. You're completely correct because you know why? Because the government is literally supposed to be doing things like this for us. We shouldn't have to look to someone popular that doesn't have anything to do with like politics for real to yeah. get involved and try to change something for us. But I mean, this is where we at. Yeah. Yeah. In the middle of a pandemic, by the way. Mm. Yeah. You know, when, when they said that basketball was coming back, I was like, I don't, I don't know. And then it came back and like, people seemed happy and all that stuff, but the stuff, like, the protests were still going on, well, that stuff seemed to, like, kind of die down, because everything was starting to slowly open back up, because the NBA showed us, like, oh, we can, 
we can try to have something normal going on. And you, there were just places where, like Atlanta, Georgia was opening back up before all this. And it seemed like people that just, they were just trying to get back to regular life. But it's just like we still hadn't resolved. Well, the the quarantine, the pandemic is going on and all this political stuff is going on. It didn't seem like this was the time and place to be playing basketball, golf, football, whatever. Like it didn't seem like people were more concerned about finishing the season, which to me just doesn't, it didn't make sense. Cause it was like, y'all care. Y'all only care because of the money and like the ratings and all the, and the jobs and all this other stuff. I and mean, it's like now yeah, they found that, yeah, and it's like now something happens again, and they're just like, "Nah, we're pulling out." And I like I applaud them for that, for like actually digging their heels in this time and be like, "Nah, we're not, we're not, we're not doing anything until uh, until this is fixed." I mean, I feel like it should have been like that from the from the jump, though. But I, I what I hear her, what was it, Austin Rivers? Like a lot of us don't got the money to be be able to just sit mm-hmm. out like that. And if they tell us to play, we're going to play. So it's like I understand Austin Rivers and some other people. Yeah, it's like, like I, man, see, that, I, I that's understand. that's the problem. It's like you should feel like you aren't obligated to play. Like I know you have a contract, but it's like, hey, man, yeah. What, if you're a quality person on the team, what are they really about to say to you? Well, I mean, what if you and if if you're it, it, it's it's got to start with the the like the top like yeah somebody it has to be somebody there for people to follow like Kyrie yeah. they probably didn't follow him because he wasn't playing anyway but it's like yeah I get it but he's still the vice president of the players association so I mean mm. but I'm telling you it's just it's just got to be more solidarity like yeah. I saw the NFL dudes do that little video that they did yeah that's cool but are y'all playing Because y'all can talk about whatever y'all talking about, but if you're still suiting up on Sunday to play this game, then what are you really talking about? I remember. Like, I know y'all got to get paid too, but come on now. Don't nobody get paid if you don't play. So Yeah. But see, this this is the crazy thing, right? (laughs) When the NFL had their protest, like, decades ago when they were trying to get, like, the, um, they were trying to get, like, more money or something like they were trying to negotiate a new con some something happened in like the it was like the 70s eight or 80s or 90s whatever it was and then they had like they brought in like the reserve people to come play and they did the nfl kept going on oh you're talking about that yeah yeah i forget what that was but it was just like you had like that's like uh the lockout nfl had a lockout or something yeah but like the end at like the 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 owners were still putting people on the field. Like, they were just getting people off the street. To Absolutely. Like like I said, man. Like The NFL do not care about nothing but making that money. But it's like... So, it's like... I, it's tough because, like, in that situation, they will literally go on without you. Yeah. As long yeah, as they like, can... Because there's always going to be somebody ready to play some football. If the if a team lost all his players like today, they'll probably announce the next week. Oh, we're having open tryouts. Mm. Yeah, because I mean that's how it was in the when they had that lockout. They just was getting people off the street. So yeah. I mean, 
Hey man, the, it is yeah. what it is. It, this, but then this, the, what, this what capitalism yeah. looks like. The point, the point I wanted to make is, you had like ninety percent of the NFL players like, nah, we're not, we're not playing. But then you had a few of the players like, you know what? F it. I, I need to make money. I'm a well, I got loyalty to the owner or something. You had like people that were in the league still playing. Yeah. And this is like at the end of the day, no matter what the what their issue is, like this is just objectively, no matter what an issue is, you are always gonna have people on all sides of the, the argument. Mm-hmm. So like with the, the Kyrie thing, like Austin Rivers was just an example, like Yo, like some of us, we gotta play. Like, even though we feel the same way, we we gotta play. Whether it's like the right thing to do to do or not, like it's just it's it's representative of like any situation, any any issue, any controversy. There are always gonna be people on all sides of it, not just both sides. Because there's like people in the middle, and there's people that don't care. So it's like that's just four sides right there. You mm-hmm. know that, yeah. I mean, the show must go on. Yeah, um, but I, I, at least with the NBA, man, they can, um, they can like actually all sit out like this, you know. And you know, I, yeah, and you know, I'm I'm curious to see how this this actually turns out, like how long this lasts. You know, because is it going to be like a week and then they try to come back? Is it going to be like a month, two months, three months, and the players like are still holding we, out? We probably won't see sports for the rest of this year. Well, yeah. basketball, anyway. But yeah. you can expect football because, yeah. you know, football. Yeah. Not college football, though. Only the NFL because they're not getting paid yeah. in college. So, yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, the rest of this year and uh, the trajectory it goes in. Because uh, this is August. Like, this has been the longest year ever. Like, this is disgusting. I don't Kobe know, died man. on my birthday. Oh, that's I wild. still remember this, man. That's so crazy. That's wild. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Right, I, man. I, I, I would say I just hope all this gets sorted out, but, I mean, you can't sort racism, though. It's there. People don't want to talk about it. It's, it's sitting right there. It's, it's fine. It's like you don't have to talk about it. We see it. Like it's right did, uh, there. Did Adrian's audio cut out? No, I'm here. No, he's still there. Oh, I was about to. I was <laughs> like, yeah. I was worried for a second. On the thing, you could just yeah. uh, you can see the little noise thing. But yeah. NBA players meeting updates talks center on ending the season or not. Hmm. Well, mental growing towards not playing Thursday's game. Well, if they didn't play the game, why would they play Thursday? I feel like, yeah, it's going to be like a, a two, three week thing. Then you're going to start hearing people like, well, should they come back? How long is it? And then if it goes like a month, I feel like somebody's going to leave the bubble. Yeah, somebody's going to leave the bubble. Players are going to be like, well, we're not playing. I don't need to be here. It's been like, what, two weeks? That's how long you need to quarantine, right? Or whatever. Somebody's going to leave. You Man, have, you it, have, it's man. been so many different rules of this quarantine stuff, but I don't know. Man, I give, I give it like two months, and there's going to be a player like, I would play if they, if we, if we, everybody else was ready. 
And then you're going to have some people. It's going to be reports that some players still want to play. It's, it's, then it's going to be that controversy. Like, I've seen this before, man. They 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 gonna they gonna make this push. You, I don't think the media can handle basketball or just well, depending on what the NFL does. Because if the NFL comes back, they might be cool without basketball for a while. Okay, I'm telling you, bro. That NFL is it's gonna be there. Yeah. And it just might be like the craziest season ever. Cause I don't know, just people want to ball out or something. But mm-hmm. it's gonna be there. Fans, no fans, pandemic, racist—it it don't matter. The NFL is going to be there. They got to literally blow up NFL stadiums for it not to be no football. <laughs> like, uh, and even then, the they'll probably go play at the high school. <laughs> it's got to be something like that. Somebody got to do something. Like, yeah, they got to be stopped. They got to start with FedEx Field first, though, because I want that piece of shit destroyed. Wow. The, you don't like the giant brand Washington team? You know how like that's probably why we didn't get the name changed because this man being nasty. <laughs> you know, how, like you go to the grocery store and instead of Frosted Flakes, it'd be like the giant brand Honey Oats or whatever. Tiger. That's what I feel like. Yeah, that's what I feel like the uh, the Washington team is supposed to be. This is not quite Redskins. It's it's the the value brand. Redskin O's, that's what it is. Reds, the the PC Redskins, the, the Washington Chiefs? natives, the Washington natives, the Chiefs, the PC like Redskins. You gotta go. You, you gotta just. You mm. gotta go. You gotta go all the way in. You can't. It can't be no Native American nothing, unless it's an you animal. Know, conspiracy. If the Chiefs don't win the Super Bowl, I don't know. I think we got a couple more years before they ask us to change the, change the name. It's like, oh, this politically correct Native American team won. We don't need this non-politically correct team in the league. I don't know. That's just conspiracy. conspiracy. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. That's just yeah. it's a crazy situation in yeah, all man. aspects of life, to be honest. I, I'm 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 gonna say I'm proud of the NBA for at least taking this stand for how at least yeah. for right now I don't know how long they can again oh damn is there a storm going on outside what was that hurricane sound like a bomb went off outside like my whole house shook uh see now we into that part of 2020 when the aliens Yo. go. It's people screaming outside. Yo, what's going on? I don't know what's happening. My whole house shook. I hear people screaming outside. Maybe it was like a, a gas explosion. Hold up. I'm gonna, I don't know if I can see if I look out this window. Uh, I say we take a quick break then. Yeah. Let's, I'm going to mute myself. This was uh, the Warren Respecters' first episode out of hiatus, and uh, we didn't necessarily touch on the bubble like that, but we touched on it. Y'all feel it. Like, you get it. But uh, 
I forget what Kay used to say about uh, respecting yourself. Uh, he said, he says, um, make sure that you always respect women. And most importantly, remember to always respect yourself and we're out. Uh, yeah, okay. Dan Snyder doesn't respect women. Yeah. We're out of here. Respectfully.